0: Come on, where you at? Praise the Lord, amen? Amen. Hallelujah, right on. That's what I like, man, to just know that we're here doing this right now together, amen? All right, praise the Lord. So check this out. Before we get uh, rolling into what we're going to be talking about, I want to do something a little bit special this morning, something we, uh, we don't do uh, well, often enough, but, you know, uh, I think it's important, that, and you're involved in this process. You see, here at the church, man, we value leadership. All right, we value leadership, and we believe that, that, that in, in, in the pathway of growth, in the pathway uh, of, 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 of growing, it is, that leadership is essential, All right, and we totally believe that when our leadership grows, everybody wins. But as we have told you before, and as we've been talking about for a while, you can't just claim the title. You must own the position. Amen? That's a good place for an amen. Amen? Yeah, right on. All right, so I want to invite uh, Tor uh, Anderson and Justin Chile out here with me. All right, just say hello to them. All right. So... uh, and I just kind of want to share with you, uh, these gentlemen right here have been leading in the church for a couple of years now, have been volunteering uh, for quite a long time, and this, as of this year have been on staff as Tor, as, as, as uh, overseeing um, the human resources, basically people and property, all right, overseeing the resources of our of our church. He's an implementer, and uh, he holds you to it. If you say you're going to do it, make sure you're going to do it, because Tor's going to hold you to it, all right, so praise the Lord. Lord for that. All right. Justin here oversees our community groups ministries and also oversees the leaders of marriage and family and next, uh, not next generation, marriage and family and men's and women's ministries. All right. And so Justin has been volunteering for quite a while and then also has been on staff this past year. The reason I'm bringing you in front of these men is because they have been walking with the pastoral staff for the past two years basically, almost two years at the end of this year, all right? And in, in, in view of a call, basically, that, that we believe that God is calling them to be, uh, to be pastors in this church, all right? And so let me just kind of share with you quickly what the scriptures say about this. As God is calling these gentlemen to a deeper level of, of leadership, and I say deeper level because leadership serves. Somebody says, well, you're talking about servant leadership? There's no other kind of leadership. Leaderships leaders serve. Period. All right. In First Timothy chapter three verse one, I'll put this up there. And here's what we're what we're calling these men to. This the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, pastor, you know, uh, leader in that 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 type of leadership in the church, he desires a noble task. Therefore, a noble overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well and with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil." Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace and into the snare of the devil. So, what we're doing here is we are introducing you. Most of you already know these guys, but we're introducing to the church at large what's going on. And over this next month of November, all right, you have uh, we're in November, right? Yeah, November. All right, <laughs> the next month of November, all right, it is it is a month of observation of the church. Okay, we have been observing these guys for a couple of years, but you may know something about these guys. We just don't, all right? And so we're gonna give you a month, you know, if you got any questions concerning this, we're gonna give you a month to kind of challenge this. And next month, God willing, we will be installing these gentlemen as uh, pastors in the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. So, Father, we give you the praise. Lord God, we give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. We just wanna give you thanks. So, guide us, Lord God. Uh, in in, in this pursuit forward for a deeper level of leadership. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys. Round, man. Round, absolutely. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Woo, check this out. All right. Are there any men here today? Are there any men here today? This is not a trick question. All right? I'm not going to pull the rug out from under you. I just want to know, are there any men here today? Yes! All right, all right. Today, man, one of my favorite things, man, to do when I preach is to talk to men. (laughs) I love it, man, because why? Because I are one, all right? I am a man, at least I hope so, praise the Lord, all right? And so first of all, I wanna say thank you, man. You know what? Just the fact that you're here, period, or that you're watching online, the fact that you're, is is pretty darn cool. And the fact that you're looking uh, to see, looking to see if Christ is, is worth, following, that's pretty darn awesome. All right. And the fact that you desire to live a better life today than you lived yesterday, that's just great, man. That's just amazing. And I am so glad that you are here and that you're watching because the world needs more men like you. Amen. Come on. All right. And you're going to be the ones to make sure that the world gets it. Amen. Amen that they get more men. Come on, man, all right? We should always be about, right? We should always be about reproducing the best parts of ourselves. And that goes for men and women, period, all right? And challenging to be better in the worst parts of ourselves. And so ladies, I wanna let you know that this is a message for you as well. All right. In a lot of different ways, because you're going to see that some of these things actually apply to, it's not gender specific, but I do want to challenge the men. But ladies, I want to challenge you. If you're a mom, man, you have to ask a question about what we're getting ready to talk about. All right. Is this the kind of, is this, is this the kind of son you want to help raise? All right. And if you're, if you're single, all right, I want you to challenge the question. Is this the kind of man that, that you want to marry? And if you're married, I want you to challenge the question is, how can I help my husband be the man that God created him to be? How can I help? That's a better question than saying, why aren't you doing this? All right. So we're not, that's not the message that we're preaching today. All right. That's, that's not the message that we're preaching today. So I had a dude a while back coming to my office, a while back, man, he came in and I've known this guy for quite a while, right? And we're talking, all right? And, and, uh, and, and he's been going through some stuff, man, but a lot of it has been by his own design. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're you're going through this stuff, man. And he's like, yeah. And he keeps trying to blame other people for his junk, right? He's trying to blame his wife. He's trying to blame his kids, trying to blame, blame blame his employer. And he's constantly blaming these people and whining about this stuff. And he's asking me, I just don't know what to do. And I just, I'm sorry it just came out. I said, well, you can start by being a man. All right? You can start just by being a man. And, and I said, you know what? And take some ownership, all right, of the situation. All right? And, 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 you know, and I'm, I'm looking at a man, right? And I said, you know, what do you think would happen if you truly pursued to be the man that God created you to be? What if you just would just be the man? Say B. Say be. Say, be the, man. be the man. Woohoo! All right, that's what I'm talking about. What, what if you just decided to just be the man that God created you to be, man, and stop trying to blame everyone else? Own your position. Stop merely claiming the title of man. Stop claiming the title of dude or homeboy. Own the position and be. Now, here's the trick, man, because whenever we hear someone say, act like a man, or, or, or when def, def, definitely when we hear say, people say, be a man. When we hear be a man, we hear, we're, we're challenged to think, okay, well, then there's something, when you're telling me to be a man, so there's obviously something I need to start doing or stop doing, right? All right? If, you're, if you're telling me to be a man, then, then, then there's something I need to stop doing, all right, or I need to get busy doing, all right? Very seldom do we think of what it means to be We have a big to-do list when we're talking to men. My dad had a to-do list. It was a good one, and some of these to-do lists are really, really good when you're a man. My dad would challenge me. He'd say, when when a man comes to shake your hand, if you're sitting down, stand up. And when he comes to shake your hand, man, look him in the eye when you shake his hand. And if if he gets the three-finger grab, pull your hand away. You know what I'm talking, you guys know what I'm talking about, the three finger grab, you go to shake your hand, he grabs just the tips of your three fingers, and you're like, hey, <laughs> he's got a big old grip, and you just, he's got your fingernails, and you're like, Ugh. yank your hand back, and shake it again, all right, get that grip in there, that's what my dad used to tell me, it was a good thing to tell a young man, he'd, tell me, he'd also tell me, man, oh, he says, make sure you keep your word, even if it hurts, that's a good thing to tell a young man, Keep your word, even if it hurts. He'd tell me, you know, if you're going to borrow a car, mainly because I used his car all the time, if you're going to borrow a car, return it with a full tank of gas. And if you can, wash it, especially if you get it dirty. That's a good thing, right? And the next one he gave me, he, 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 he it actually rhymed. He's like, give credit where credit is due. Take the blame when it's all on you. Give credit where credit is due and take the blame if it's all on you. He would tell me to stand up to bullies and protect those who are being bullied. I took that a little too far. Went to jail for it, sorry. All right. (laughs) But they're bullying, yeah, but you're, anyways, I'm not gonna go into detail. All right. He told me to be a leader, and I loved what he used to tell me here, man. He's telling me, be a leader and lead by example, not by your explanation of leadership. Lead by example, not by explanation. If you have to go around explaining what kind of leader you are and the leader, and then you know, if you have to continue to explain it and explain it and explain it, and people haven't seen it, if your explanation enters the room before your example, you're doing something wrong. Your example should always enter the room before your explanation. And I thought, this is important. These, these are important things, man. But here's the key, man, that I've learned through the years, because I tried to do, do, do all these things without understanding who I needed to be in order to get these things done right. You understand what I'm saying? I had this big to-do list, man. Men, Men do this and men do that. And it just came ingrained. But I wasn't really challenged much on who to be all right because and here's the problem with that man because if if we don't know what it means to be the person all right who does these good things all right then 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 they're going to come from a fake heart and eventually become tools for manipulation and just to get our way just to get over on some guys just to have that and if they didn't come from a real heart And this is important because, and I'll put this up here, we set ourselves up for a fall when we envision what we want to do before we consider the kind of person we should be. Did you hear that? We set ourselves up for a fall, all right? When, when, When we envision what we want to do or what we think we need we should do or the things we think we need to get done before we consider the kind of person we should be does those things man does that help you come on man it helps me and so I want to challenge you before you know this is this you know a little bit here I want to challenge you uh you know for to 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 some b-words and I love calling these b-words and I I, I talk about this a lot with 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 men and 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 with my kids my grandkids and stuff like that and I just challenge them I said look you need some b-words and they said, well, what are B words? It's, it's this, you know how you have this break the glass kind of situation where if anything, if all else fails, you go and break the glass, pull out this card, all right? And, and on this, you should have a list. Like, like if things are going crazy and things are going wrong and you're not kind of sure how you should act in a certain situation, break the glass, pull out this card, this list of words, and remind yourself of who you are before you challenge yourself and what you need to do. I call them B words. I have six of them. Alright, I had a whole bunch of them and I just kind of wanted to dwindle it down to six. Why? Because I wanted to carry them on my hand. You say there's only five fingers. Yes, but there's a center to my hand. And why on my hand? My hand is always with me. Everywhere I go, I have my hand. All right. And, you know, everywhere I go, I have my feet, right? Everywhere I go, I have at least this understanding of what it means. All right. And so, and so for me personally, this is just for me. It doesn't have to be you. You can figure out a different way to do this, all right? To count your six, to count your five. Maybe it's four for you. What whatever the case may be, these are just my words. And I want to kind of share why they're important to me and why I think maybe they should be important to you as well, man or woman alike. Are you listening? I'm asking. All right. Number one, right in the center of it all. And when I say center of it all, man, because you see, um, My flesh is an expression of my head and my heart, right? My head and my heart are expressed through my flesh, through my lifestyle, so what I do. So in the center of it all, number one, I'm his. All right, I'm his. I'm gonna just give you the list real quickly. Number one, um, I I, I, I gotta be his. Number two, I, I wanna be loving. Number three, I need to be honest. Number four, I need to be pure. Number five, I wanna be real. And number six, I wanna be loyal. All right, this is my little break the glass list. I write this on a piece of paper, I put it in the glass box, metaphorically speaking. All right, and when things are going crazy and I don't know what it is, I'm who I'm supposed to be in a certain situation, break the glass, and I have to ask myself number one, am I his? Am I his in this situation? All right. Am I being? Am I loving? All right. Am I? Am I honest about this? All right. Or am I holding back some sort of some pieces of truth? Or am I, you know, manufacturing what are called maybe a different truth? Am I pure? All right. And and and, and, and am I real? Am I genuine? And am I loyal? And And I preface these with I must. So number one, I must be his. I must be his. Above all things, I, 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 I must be his. I recognize that Jesus Christ paid for my sins. He bought back my life he was crucified he was buried and he died and he rose again all right and he's the big old Jesus loves me and I'm all about him and I'm after him and I'm pursuing him and I want I want to be his above all things I need to be his amen and and I'm challenging you men all right cuz you can belong to a lot of different things you can be named by a lot of different things and my question is man are there greater things than him are there greater things than him guys All right, you gotta ask that because there's some things right now that have ownership on your life. Some practical things Some spiritual things, some crazy things, right? That have ownership on your life. And you have to ask yourself, are they greater than him? And if they're greater than him, man, set it aside and say, you know what? Above all things, I want to be his. Isaiah 43, one says this, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed you. I bought you back and I've called you by name. You are mine. My name is his. Amen. Come on. This is what we want. He says uh, in Galatians chapter two, verse 20, Paul says this because he says, I'm his, I'm all the way his. And here's how he rolls. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I live right now here in the living, (laughs) breathing flesh. He says, this life I live by faith in the son of God who, who did what? Who loved me and gave himself for me. So, so if I'm trying to trip on how I need to behave in a certain in a certain uh, uh, you know uh, area of life in a certain thing that's going on, if I'm tripping on what I need to do with my life and how how I want it to be, you know how I want my life to be, if I need to you know to find out, I go into this little case, break the glass, I pull out that card, right? I pull out that card and I say right here, this is who I want to be. Number one, I'm His. I'm his, man. Come on, man. I don't know if you're feeling this, all right, because I need to be anchored. I need to be anchored. Number two, all right, number one, I must be his. Number three, number two, forgetting how to count. Number two, I must be loving. All right, come on, man. We always know what we wanna do, and we always know what maybe, maybe love does or what, what, what these things do, all right? But, but sometimes if we're not a loving person and we're just doing things that look like they're loving, again, that's manipulation. And we're just trying to get over on some folks, man. So from the inside out, from my guts coming out of my, out of my hands, man, and out of my life, I must be loving. I gotta be loving, man. Jesus said it like this. He says, uh, "A new commandment I give you, that you would love one another." And he didn't just. He was crazy. He didn't just say, "Yeah, go love, go love him, go love her, go love them." What he said, man, he said, "No, I want you to love people the way I loved you." And we're like, "Dang, that's hardcore, man!" Because you know what? That I don't. I don't know if I can. Do that, because Jesus Christ. What he do, do, man? It's history. It's a fact. There's no doubt, man. Jesus Christ. He he lived. He was a dude who lived, man. It's a historical fact, man. The homeboy lived, and and then and then he died on a cross. All right. A lot of other people wrote it down. It's not just in the Bible. All right. And they buried him. All right. They buried him in this tomb. Right. And that's that's history. And then guess what? Three days later, it was empty, man. Homeboy was gone. All right. He dropkicked kicked that rock, got out of there, and then, you know, and people saw him. And this is history. And he said, I did all of that. Not just so I can show you how cool I am. I did all that, man, because you couldn't do it. He said, every one of us know, man, we know that we've lived the life, all right? We've done things. We've said things. We've hurt with our mouth. We've hurt with our actions. We've hurt with just ideas, all right? And we've done things that just ain't right. And we feel like we can't put that toothpaste back in the tube, right? Because once you squeeze it out, it's out. Jesus said, I'm paying for all of that because you can't pay for it. And he loved us like that. So number one, I must be his. Number two, I must be loving. And, but not just loving, but the way he loved me. And sometimes we have a hard time figuring out how to do that, how to express that, right? Right? And I I showed you before, I just have four, I have a list of, of, of progression, and it begins in my love expression has a list of progression. Dude, I'm just like flowing up here. Did you hear that? My you know what I mean? It's like my list of <laughs> expression has a flow of progression. Anyways, it, it begins with I'm his. So my first love, I'm expressing back to him because he loved me first, and so I'm going to love him first. And out of that, I'm his, and guess what? I'm hers. All right? I'm hers before anybody else. Go ahead and say something. I'm hers, right, before anybody else. All right? And then I'm theirs. Who's theirs? Our kids. All right? Our kids, our family. All right? I'm his, hers, theirs. And then guess what? I'm yours. Praise the Lord. Amen? Yeah. And that's how we express. That, I believe, is a proper flow of progression, all right, of our love expression. <laughs> all right? <laughs> right? His, hers, theirs, and then yours. Because you know what? Quite this kept. This life it was never really made, meant to be all yours, right? It just wasn't. <sighs> I must be his, I must be loving, I must be honest, I must be honest, you ever have somebody tell you this, you ever have tell me, something? you ever be in a conversation with somebody, man, and they break this out, they sort like, they're like, well, to be perfectly honest, has anybody ever said that? Well, let me just be honest with you. I, I step back when people say that to me. They're like, well, all right, what have you been, so you have been lying to me this whole time? What's going on here, man? You know what I mean? Have you been telling me half truth and half lies? Where am I? Now you're going to be honest with me? I thought we started off that way, right? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and I have I just want to, I, I don't ever want to say, hey, to be perfectly honest, I don't want to say that. I just want to be that, man. And I think you men, check this out. I'm talking to you men. Come on, right? All right I'm talking To you men, we we shouldn't have to say that, right? You shouldn't have to convince anybody that you're being honest, right? All right, again, man, if your explanation enters a room before your example, something's wrong. The example should always come into the room first, and then your explanation of your example. And so, you should never have to explain, all right, that you're telling the truth, just tell it. and people should expect it from you. He says right here, man, he says that, that Jesus himself said this, man. He said, he said let me say, let me, let me. here's what Jesus said. He goes, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything else, anything more comes from evil. What if we just resolve to be, say be. Be, be all right, say. What if we just resolve to be perfectly honest all the time? We can do that, right? Can we do that? Oh, i got some ladies saying we can do that. Where are you at, men? Come on, man. Where are we at, boys? Come on. Can we do that? Oh, I'm talking to some homeboys in here. Come on, let's make this happen. Number one, I'm a, I must be his, right? I must be his. Number two, I must be loving. Number three, I must be honest. And number four, man, this is right in the middle. And this is not right in the middle of it all. I must be pure. And when we say pure, everybody goes to sexual purity, which is cool. Yes, important, important, yes. But I'm talking about a pure heart. I'm talking about a pure heart. And You know what pure means, right? It means unmixed. Pure means that there ain't nothing else in there. This is pure, man. This is pure. And there's nothing mixing around in there, muddying it up, making it different, making it impure, making it something else. Sometimes we ain't got pure minds, right, man? Our, our minds, one thing and one thing, then we're thinking another thing and we're double-minded. Sometimes our heart comes unpure, man, because we have this passion, this craziness for, for loving God and you know, because he loves us and, and loving others. But you know what? Sometimes I just love me more than anything. And he says, I must be pure, man. This is the first work that God asked me to do when I first gave my life to Christ 25 years ago, all right? Um, you know, you guys know my story. I was out of college, all right? And... Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, so I had a lot of time to study, right? Um, anyways, I was uh, I was in there, I was praying, man. I, I was asking God, and I would pray this prayer right here in Psalms 51:10, one of my favorite verses in the whole Scriptures, because it anchored me. All right, He said, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me." And I would repeat that to myself, all right? And then I stopped repeating it to myself and I start praying it out to him because I know I wanted this. So I would tell myself, I would tell myself, i tell myself this. And then I says, all right, man, I'm gonna start asking you, all right? Will you create in me a clean heart? Will you renew a right spirit in me? Because my heart has been muddy, all right? My spirit has just been black, all right? And it's like, you know what? I need you to create in me a clean heart. I need you to uh, renew a right spirit in me, a good spirit for your glory. I must be pure. I I, I gotta be his. I gotta be loving, right? I gotta be honest. I gotta be pure. And I gotta be real. All right? I gotta be real. I'll run into people all the time, man. All all your life you run into people just faking the front. You know what I'm talking about? It's faking the front. It's like what you see out front is fake. That's just faking the front. It's pretty self-explanatory. All right? It's faking the front. I won't be that guy. Because these other words don't allow me to be that guy. These other words only allow me to be what you see is what you get. What's on the front is what's on the inside and what's in the back. Right? It's all, it's all part. It's all, it's all one thing. All right. I need to be real. He says in Proverbs right here, Proverbs 10, 9, it says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But he makes his way crooked. He who, but he who makes his way crooked will be found out. In other words, man, just be real. Just be you. Yourself is a great self, but be yourself. All right? Now there are some great parts of yourself, and there's some probably some parts of yourself that need some refining. Well, get busy. Alright? Here's the cool thing, man. When you are yourself all the time, you don't have to remember any weird stuff that you were pretending to be yesterday. You know what I mean? You have to remember all that weird stuff, like, dang it, what did I say last time to them? All right, you know what I mean? You don't have to remember all them lies. Be yourself. Oh, I gotta be his, man, and, 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 and I gotta be loving, and I gotta be honest. I gotta be pure. I gotta be real. And finally, ah, I, I must be loyal. I gotta be loyal. Loyalty, I was taught from an early age, and I ruined it as a young adult. And I fought myself in that prayer, you know, creating me a clean heart and um, renew a right spirit within me. Because I want to be known as, as I want to be dependable. I want my wife, man, to be able to count on me. I want my kids to know, man, that they can count on me. I want, other, other men to know that they can count on me. I mean, even to the point of, of, of hurt and just whatever, you know what I mean? Just if I say it, it's gonna happen and I'm gonna be loyal, I'm gonna stand there. If I say I'm gonna stand. And so real, real careful a lot of times with trying to make a point because when God gives us influence, we can ruin it just in one day by just trying to make a point that really doesn't matter. And so you hold on, you hold on. They stay loyal. These are the B words, man, that I'm trying to challenge. I challenge my life to, and I'm challenging you men. Take these ones, man, or or, or take or create some more, but, but have some meaning behind them and some, and some truth. When I first wrote down a bunch of B words, I had a list, man, a long list, and I just kind of see which ones kind of matched, all right? And, uh, and then I just started to do the work of prayer and say, okay, God, what, what, what is it you want? and he just started just highlighting as, as I was in prayer looking at these and I started seeing these things highlighted. And then I started seeing how in the scriptures he's already, he's already told me this. These are the kind of men I want to be around. I, I'm women too. This is, this is not just for men. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm preaching to the men, but I'm sure you ladies are looking at this right here and saying, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's do this because you know we set ourselves up for failure when we envision the things that we wanna do. Here's what I wanna do, here's what I wanna do, here's what I wanna do. Those are all great, it's a great list, but who are you? Who is it, who do you wanna be? When, when people line up, this is morbid, but I mean, when people line up at your funeral and you're there in a the casket, what do you want them to say about you? Man, let's do that last stuff. Cool. (laughs) Or she, man, she, 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 she she, she can, she can, uh, you know, sell a house. She was good at selling houses. You know what I mean? Or, or, you know, what you want them to say? I want them to say, man, this dude totally belonged to Christ. I want them to say, you know what? This guy right here, he was loving. I want them to say, you know, dude was 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 honest and 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 you know what, man, was pure. I want to say, you know, all these things right here. Those are my B words, my break the glass words. I want to say that. Gentlemen, what do you want them to say about you? And what are you going to do about that? Don't just write a list and say, whoo, got one of them. <laughs> here's my B words, all right? You know, you know, what are you going to do about it? Because here's what I know. I don't get this right all the time. I'm just kind of, and some of you are like, yeah, thank you for saying that because we know. All right. <laughs> All right, my wife's back there going, mm-hmm, "Thank you." <laughs> right? I don't get it right all the time. But as men of God, what do we do, man, drop down and say, "Lord, you know what? I did not get that right. I didn't get it right, man. And I said something stupid. I did something stupid. I wasn't, you know, honest or I wasn't, you know, loyal or I wasn't, you know, wasn't very real. I was kind of pretending. And you know, you just get back up, man. Dust it off. right? Get back at it. In the power and the glory of the Lord. Before you do anything, can you break the glass, man, and challenge yourself to be? Some of you are saying, look, I thought we were talking about marriage. (laughs) Last week, we talked about women and marriage. And we're like, I thought we were talking about marriage. Let me just... Let me tell you, after 20 years, I've been, over over 20 years, I've been involved in premarital counsel, talking to wives and husbands. I've been married to the woman for quite a while now that that I met when we were teenagers. And one thing that I have discovered about women expecting from their husbands that is if before you do anything, they want you to be about it. Before you do anything, they want you to be about it. So, uh, my boy was telling me the other day. He was telling me that uh, his wife said to him, "Man, because he, she wanted him to do the dishes." And she's like, "Man, you know, was kinda, she's like, man, you know what?" He goes, "I gotta do the dishes." He goes, "No, but I want you to want to do the dishes." <laughs> <sighs> Ain't nobody want to do the dishes, man. All right. <laughs> You just put that out there. Nobody wants to do the dishes. But, 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 but if you are about your girl, all right, then you wanna help and you wanna ease some of the tension and some of the stress. And if it's dishes that's causing that tension and the stress, I'm about that. That's what we need to be about, right, man? So everybody's gonna be doing the dishes tonight, right? Yeah. That's what we got going, right? Doing the dishes. Telling you what, get busy. Get them dishes done. And like it. (laughs) All right. So let's get to our verse. We got another two hours. All right. And so. Just kidding, man. Let's uh let's get to our verse. First Peter chapter three verse seven. We've been in First Peter talking about this this uh, faith for exiles, all right. And we talk, you know, he starts talking about uh, wives and marriage, and and now he's talking to to the to the men. So now that we cleared and just kind of set the table for the men, all right. Just just with whatever time we got left, I wanna I wanna talk to you quickly about this. He says First Peter chapter seven three verse seven, all right. And some eyebrows are gonna be raised when we see this verse. Right, but we'll get to the point and see what's up. All right, he says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor with my mic on, (laughs) showing honor. All right, a couple of dudes going, You probably want to say amen. All right, amen. (laughs) All right. So, in honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since there are heirs with you, right, eyebrows are being raised. I'll get there. So, since there are heirs with you of the grace of, of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. All right, we're going to get to that part where you went, What? All right, but I'm over. Check this out. Basically, he says, Likewise, husbands, likewise, he's talking about submission, right? Mutual submission. All right, some people say the scriptures don't teach about men being submissive to their wives. All right, you need to read your Bible, all right, and stop just kind of making just, uh, you know, looking, see what. What other people say because you know a lot of times before he talks about submission of, of a wife you see mutual submission or you see finally submitting to one another and you see a lot of this stuff so likewise all right he is saying you know what i want you men all right i want you men to live with your wives then you say well, okay wait we are no, no 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 i want you to live i want you to be alive in life in in the in the living with your wife man about about 13 years ago debbie and i we kind of we kind of hit this rough spot in our marriage and it got a little crazy. It was right before we were starting the church. It was definitely attacked by the enemy and getting us to kind of look crazy at each other. We started, you know, it, it was getting a little rough and, and, and it was crazy because we didn't want to, we didn't want to talk about it. Right? And we didn't want to like, oh, you know, it was just like, okay, you know what? I don't know. But one night, man, it was just a, just, just a God-driven Holy Spirit present. Jesus honoring la- night. We just started talking to one another. And we realized we, just through a conversation what the problem was. And we had stopped being friends. We had stopped being friends. And we, and we kind of looked back a little bit thinking about, remember when we were like totally friends, man? When we kicked it with each other, when we just, you know, we just, that's all, that's all, we, just, just to be able to kick it with each other was good enough. All right, it was actually better than good enough. It was great. All right, I would try to make her laugh. She would just be all cool and laugh even though I wasn't funny. You know what I mean? But we we're pursuing a friendship. And we looked back and we saw where we stopped facing each other as friends and we kind of turned shoulder to shoulder and we just became coworkers. All right, well, are you gonna get that done? Yeah, well, are you are gonna get that done? Yeah, well, you didn't get that done. Well, you're not getting that done. And we went from being coworkers, you know, because we got tired of arguing with each other about that. We went to being roommates. We are just handling our own thing. And we started looking at each other, wondering, man, do I really need a roommate? And we discovered this thing, man, as we're sitting there, realizing who we were being, each of us were being, not doing, but being, we weren't being friends. And we basically repented of one another. I said, so let's pursue this again. And we started to rediscover friendship. And I don't know if that's ever happened to you before. Maybe we're the only ones in town. All <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> but maybe challenge that little bit of progression right? He says, husbands, live with your wives. Be friends. Enjoy friendship. Pursue friendship. He says, do this in an understanding way. Know your wife. Don't just demand to be known because we we can do that. Don't you even know that I'm tired? Don't you even know what I'm doing? Don't you even know I don't like that? Don't you even know uh, this is what I want? And if we would just know our B words, break the glass, pull out the card, oh wait, I gotta be all the, this, this is who I am, this is what I am. I gotta, I must be, you know. And that person will pursue understanding his wife know your wife. He says, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor, showing honor. Now this is crazy. All right. Showing honor is huge. How many things do you honor? How many things in your life are sanctified? No, you can't touch that. Nobody can touch that. That's mine. It's my favorite. Don't touch it. How many things, are the, how many things like that are in your life? Things, not people, things, the people, don't touch. And is your wife, does she rise above all of that? I don't get this perfect, guys. Again, I'm not, I don't, I, but this is, this is our pursuit, man. Sanctifying our wives, setting them apart. Is your wife your standard of beauty? She needs to be your standard of beauty. And what I mean by that, not comparing her, you know, to this girl or that girl, or the lady on TV or in the commercial, or are you kidding? Is that a real person kind of thing? All right? But is she, when you look at her and you say, beauty. Beauty, right there, beautiful. Honoring her above all other women. Is she in front of you? Is she with you? Wherever you go, even when she's not there. When I was in college, right? I was, I was, I was, I, I remember walking um, in the quad, all right? All right? And I was alone, man. I was kind of, I was young and I was kind of you know, tripping on being there first time. But I would imagine Debbie just kind of sitting up on those, um, the bleachers and stuff, or whatever. <laughs> I'd just sit in there in a little genie pants or gypsy, you know, outfit, and I'd be like, "What's up?" And she waved to me. She wasn't there, but she was with me all the time. And I want to remember. I, I still, this is, I still try to do that. You know, when I'm getting ready to buy something expensive that I didn't ask her about, uh, she's watching. No, I, I was just looking, right? Showing honor, showing preference, sanctifying. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of truth, the weaker vessel, now, he's say, the word vessel is actually our earth suit, this body, it's a vessel. There are some stronger vessels here and there are some weaker vessels here as far as pertains to physical strength and endurance and where they can take I've met some very, very physically capable women that have scared me <laughs> before. Pulled over on the highway to go help this lady change the tire. She's, well, you think I can't do it? You can't. She had a tire iron in her hand. Oh, you got this. I was just checking. Just checking. I will leave now. Don't hit me with that. Right? I'm i'm, I'm but he's saying this basically, he's challenging us to focus. And the focus is on our sacrifice, not their capability or inability. Do you understand? Guys, do you understand? Men, do you understand what I just said? Let me say it again, all right? Uh, our focus is on our sacrifice, not their capability or their inability. Amen, you got that? Our focus is on us and what we need to sacrifice and how we need to lay our life down and how we need to say, yes, right here, all right? This is why we open doors, not because they can't, but because we should, amen? Yeah. It's like, boom, She got this. Not because they can't open the door, but because we should. Amen? We got to do something, so. Uh, We have got to have something to do about this. So what are we going to do? What I want to challenge you to do this morning is to let your being lead your doing. We got a lot of things we know we need to do. We need a list. We got a list. But let 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 your being lead your doing. I've been talking to you about be, 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 be. I must be, I must be, I must be. Peter said, here's some things I want you to do. But well, before we do that, we need to know that we must be. Amen? And so we need to let our being lead our doing and just a couple of practical things you know uh we're gonna be singing right now about in the morning and and, and singing about in the evening right now in a minute and, and you need to stay this is not over we are still moving in this next song right here and this is is such a powerful powerful song but i want to challenge you men in the morning in the morning Many of us, first thing we do uh, is make coffee, and that is important, (laughs) right? When that coffee's made, take your girl a cup. (laughs) Take her a cup. I do that to David once in a while. There you go. (laughs) Try it, try it, try it, it's fun, it sounds good. Take her a cup, give her a kiss. Say good morning. Somebody doesn't like that. Wait a second. I'll give it a try. Say good morning, all right? Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> and in the evening or if you leave the house for a little bit of time and you come back. All right? Recognize this, the first 5 minutes of interaction is going to set the tone for the whole night. Give a kiss. And instead of saying how was your day? Man, I want you to try something completely revolutionary. Instead of saying, hey, how was your day? Say this. Hey, how can I help? (laughs) The dishes are right over there. (laughs) How can I help? Right? Say, how can I help? And serve before you sit. I've had a long day, man. I'm tired. That's why... You're a man. Amen. Yeah, you can clap on that one. Sir, before you sit, I don't knock this out of the park. No, I'm not up here saying, yeah, be like me, guys. No, I want to be like you. I want to try this, too. God is challenging me to this. But finally, and I'll put this up here because this is really, really important. Men, pray with your wives often and out loud i don't want to tell you why right now the statistics for marriage is one out of every two out of every two marriages in america one out of every two ends up in divorce even if you go to church together Oh, we go to church together even in the church one out of one out of every two marriages end up in divorce. That's the statistic. But you want to know the recent statistic for those couples who pray together often and pray out loud together? It's one out of every 1,153 marriages. (laughs) That's a big difference. That's a huge difference. Pray together. Pray out loud. Pray often. Amen. Think about it. It's pretty awesome. Set yourself up for what's right. Set yourself up so where you could be. Come on up here, brother. Do your thing. Get on up in there. Go ahead. Do your thing. Get up in there, baby. Set yourself up for who you're gonna be. If you know who you're gonna be, alright, and you know what it's who you are and who you're being, guess what? The doing is gonna come natural, amen. Paul Peter ends this, he says, finally, I want all of you to be a unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Amen. Is this the life you want to live? I'm going to ask the men real quickly. Is this the life you want to live? Is this the man you want to be? Ladies, is this the son you want to raise? All right. Is this the man for your single women? Is this the man you wish to marry? How can you help your husband become this guy? Prayer. We're praying for you. We're praying for your marriages. We're praying that the that the Lord will bless you. And you're coming. And then you're going. And you're sitting and then you're rising up. That you will be blessed, amen. Come on, man. Come on. The Lord bless you and keep you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on with us. Come on. We ain't here to play games. We ain't preaching fairy tales. You understand? There was a real Jesus. All right. A real Jesus who lived. All right. Who suffered, who died, who was buried, and who rose again. Amen the big old G who loves me. Amen? Praise the Lord. Come on now. Amen. Come on man. Sing with us. Come on. Sing with us. Come on. Come on. And may his favor be upon you. Come on.